Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome there. Holiday boys and girls, it's a new year. Well, almost. That's right. You made it through 2021, and your prize at the end is this podcast episode. (laughs) Are you drunk yet? (laughs) (laughs) A little, a little. I'm not talking to you. Oh, you're asking the listener. Shit. The listeners. (laughs) Yes. Get ready for disappointment, folks. Kyle, what are you talking about? We're recording. Of course I'm a little drunk. How else am I going to do it? Since there's no trading today, does that mean I can start my uh, 10 milligram cocktail? Wait, wait. 10 milligram Tom just sounds so much better than 10 milligram Kyle. So I don't think that quite works. That's what the wife's been calling me. 10 10 milligram Kyle? Yeah, edibles are... are, There's no hangover. It's amazing. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) You discovered... Okay, okay. 10 milligram. There we go. All right. No, edibles are great, man. They really are. I love them. I think that's my just rewards. Yeah, edibles. What does that have to do with our guest today? I don't know. You you brought up weed. Normally, I'm the one bringing up weed, but uh, I was I'm delighted to, to, to wow, hear your, your it's take a, on it's it. a new year. <laughs> it's a new year, everyone. <laughs> Here yes. at the China Shop, this year roles will be reversed. <laughs> Aha! I will be the foil. Wait, am I the foil now? Who's the foil? <laughs> We're each other's foil. You'll be play-by-play. I'll be color commentary. <laughs> Aww, I do so bad at play by I expect no goofing around. <laughs> I will do all the editing. You will do all the scheduling. Oh, shit. All right, folks. No more guests <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's kick this thing off. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get the first guest in here. Let's, let's crack that door open. Hey, Edmund from D-Chain. How you doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> How you doing? Fantastic. Better now that we hit record. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what, were, what were you saying? <laughs> I went through a whole diatribe before. Hey, like, let, me, let me shove Dr. Hans out of the way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, no, things have been going really well. Uh, when we, we last spoke, I was working on something I couldn't really talk too much about, but uh, we wound up launching uh, a fund. Oh, you did? Really focusing on blockchain. So that's been a, a long time coming. Uh, we about eight months of filings with the SEC and lawyers. And as you can imagine, just a lot of people that you love to talk to, um, mm-hmm. like a root canal. Especially lawyers. Exactly. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're the only ones that win in all of this. So uh, right. no, we, we wound up launching about a week ago. So what's the fund name? It's called Dechained Capital. Dechained Capital. Does that have yeah. a ticker? Not yet. Soon, hopefully. Dechained Capital. And what, what uh, you said it's a crypto ETF? Uh, it's, well, yeah, it's a fund. So fund. we are, yeah, we are a, <clears throat> a fund that focuses in on investing in companies, uh, that are really well positioned in their sectors using blockchain. So healthcare, web three, music, entertainment. 
Interesting. Uh, what, would, what was it like trying to get the funding for that? Do you have to go around and find uh, people that want to invest and in, in believe in your idea? So it was, uh, again, I started this eight months ago. So when I when we were going through the original filings with the SEC, I started you know, meeting with investors. And, and interesting enough, one of the, the core elements of our overall investing strategy is risk management, risk mm-hmm. protection. And when I started kicking this off, this was end of March, beginning of April, I started talking to, there are hedge funds that invest in other hedge funds. I started talking to them and individuals who manage high net worth, you know, pockets of money. And I was speaking to them and what hysterical was because up until that point, mm-hmm. cryptocurrency had been up and to the right. Like things are going so great. And the thought of putting a parachute on was just unimaginable <laughs> to these people. And I was trying to look. I've been doing this for 10 years in crypto. There are the ebbs and flows, but the difference is, is that if you don't prepare for those, those, you know, the ebbs, it hits you like a Mack truck. Mm-hmm. And that first round, no one wanted to talk about any type of risk protection. And funny enough, come May, June, yep. most of the market pulled back like 60 to 80%. And then I was getting calls over the summer. Hey, are you still <laughs> taking investors? I was like, funny. The rates just went up. No, yeah, sorry. right. Uh, Dan's, Dan's had a similar experience. I think every uh, crypto friend of his that he's talked to, he's tried to tell him to take some profits. Yeah. And nobody wants to listen to him. No, it's, it's kind of like jumping out of an airplane. It's right. a hell of a ride on the way down. But eventually, you're going to hit the ground. So yeah. that's, no one wants to talk <laughs> about insurance, but at the end of the day, when you need it. How's, uh, how's things going with Dechained? It's going well. Uh, you with things picking up since the summer and the the market you know taking a turn people are looking at what else can they invest in and mm-hmm. yeah we've seen a lot of of people starting to kick the tires uh you know on overall crypto and we're doing a lot of introductory courses a lot of different workshops so it's been a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of people who you would not expect at all pretty wild in terms of like the the ends of the spectrum real young and much much older Really? Yeah. So it's it's been very interesting. Huh. Right? I mean, it makes sense when you start digging into it. Uh, a lot of we have a lot of people coming to our site, you know, over the age of seventy. And well, I mean, there's got to be some seventy year olds that like rap too, right? Yeah, they're called cool. <laughs> right. Okay. Stuff. They're cool. <laughs> yeah. One day, you know, one day, you know, you're gonna have the elderly saying, you know, telling stories about Biggie, right? Slinging crack, and you're like, what? You are 80, Grandpa. Shut up, Grandpa. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's why when I'm old- Suck another Werther's. I'm just going to get, yeah, I'm going to get a, uh, you know, those Z, uh, the Xerox, the, you know, with the tops that come off, and I'm just going to drive around going 120 miles an hour so that one day when my grandchild goes into school and he's crying, he goes, oh, my grandfather passed away. And he's like, oh, from what? Heart attack? No, he flipped his vet. Like I can't wait for the- See, I plan on doing heroin. There you go. You know what? Why not? A little black rock never hurt anybody. Yeah, but well my thought is nobody ever thought, you know, somebody's eighty and no ODs on heroin. Nobody thinks, oh, he had such a promising life ahead of him. Uh, look, at that point, I mean, pants will be a thing I had stopped wearing twenty years prior. So Exactly. Or yeah. you'll be president <laughs> the way things are going. You know what? <laughs> we're dream we're dream creators on this this podcast. Right. So, uh, uh, what, what the, what do you think's going on with crypto for twenty two? What do you see as, uh, as the landscape looking like? 
Well, first, let's see what happens with the overall markets. I think people just are a little bit nervous in general mm -hmm. what's going to happen with inflation. And you know, I, I think that will have a lot to do with how people start to either lock down, which ultimately could be the worst thing you could do if inflation does go up, uh, mm -hmm. or they start to look at alternatives. Uh, but you know, I, I think one of the big trends that we'll see is a pretty sizable migration from Bitcoin over to Ethereum. You've already seen a lot of the big banks start to warm up to Ethereum. Mm -hmm. They include, you know, there's even futures contracts you could buy for them. But there's some, some big things that are on the horizon for it. Uh, it's moving completely over to a whole new operating model, which will change the economics of Ethereum. Aside from the fact that uh, in moving to that new model, it's going to encourage a lot of people to lock away what they have in their, their current wallets. So mm -hmm. you're going to see a lot of the supply dwindle pretty quickly. So, Well, that's I usually think, good too, if you want the price to go up. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> I, I think a lot of people are discounting, uh, you know, what's, everyone wants to talk about, you know, the next meme coin or what's the next hidden gem. Uh, but if you look at just the last year, if you had just bought Ethereum at this time last year and it was trading at 550 bucks or mm -hmm. 600 bucks, it would be very hard to outperform Ethereum. It, right. It's been up about 7x. So you look at Chainlink, Chainlink has been flat the whole year. Uh, Bitcoin is, you know, I think it's about 50% up. So where's Hamster uh, at? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Probably in, in some poor gentleman's alibi to a doctor. Um, I don't know how it got there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it could have been anything. So, I don't know. I, I fell on it. Uh, so. <laughs> Lemmy wings. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Lemmy wings. Uh, I'm, I'm with you though. I've, uh, I've, I've long been more of a fan of Ethereum than anything else. Cause Ethereum feels to me like the, like if I use the gold rush analogy, uh, all these other coins are like the people trying to like run out there and prospect and Ethereum's like the shopkeeper that's selling all these tools to these yeah. other people trying to open up shop or trying to yeah. set up their claim. And that's shovels. the person who makes yeah. the money. Yeah. And then he buys them back when they go broke and then sells them to the next guy. It's it's great analogy. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot coming down the horizon, but there's certainly going to be, you know, I, I think things that are, are going to pop up that may surprise some people. I think you, you're seeing right now with Metaverse, which that's only going to gain steam whether people enjoy it or not. It's sort of like NFTs where at some point it's just like, I can't hear it anymore. Uh -huh. uh, well, Facebook but, switching to, to change their name to Meta really helped out my Decentraland coins. Yeah. Well, what's funny <laughs> is that they're now accepting cryptocurrency for advertising. Oh, really? Pure crits because they said no to it for all these all this time. But when they have skin in the game, right. all of a sudden. Yeah. And you even saw uh, Jack Dorsey, who looks like a stand-in for Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he just wound up leaving Twitter to go now to a blockchain company called Block. What's well, going to be, well, Square is going to turn into Block. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're seeing, I mean, there's some, some pretty big movements, both in, in terms of the markets and then even business leaders who are just kind of going all in now at this point. Do you think that's a, I mean, how does that help by letting people, you know, exchange it for services? Like, how does that help it? Because I, I don't, I, I feel like it's like the same thing as like spending my stocks to go see a movie. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. For things that hold value as, as a medium of exchange, you're completely correct. You know, mm -hmm. it's, you don't want, for me, I would not want to use my Ethereum to pay for something. Right. But there are tokens that are just earmarked to be used 
on the services that are are built on Ethereum. So if mm. you if you look at Ethereum like the App Store and and Apple, which is the Ethereum Foundation, curates the App Store. If you were to have, you know, just like you have in apps today, the in-app purchases that you know, what you buy in one app, you can't just port it over into the next one. What you have in your Nike Clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm (laughs) horrific with exercise. But let's say I was a runner. (laughs) I couldn't take something I bought in the Nike app and then plug it away into, you know, my um, uh, sleep apnea app. Now I'm going down this route. I'm not. I'm not. Whatever. You know too much about me. Okay, so it's it's kind of like the way like the whole Decentraland's ecosystem works. When you're purchasing those coins, you're using it to be able to purchase things in that virtual platform. But if you can actually use it to purchase something else outside of it, then it just becomes more useful exactly. and more and interest in it. See more, it. It's called composability. And you're going to see a lot more of that really became very popular with, with DeFi. But using the, the token, the tokens that are specific to the projects as ways to buy and to interact, I, I get it. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's something I think we're all familiar with, whether when you start to take a step back. But I think people using the you know the cryptocurrencies that are underlying Bitcoin, Cardano, Solana, Ethereum. I think you'll see a lot less emphasis on that side. Uh, speaking of Cardano, why is it dropping so bad? Because no one builds on it. It's no, it's, uh-huh. it's a wild thing. It's uh, well, for a long time, it was getting a lot of heat for being called a ghost chain because just no, there's no development on it. They just you know in September just introduced smart contracts, which means prior to September, you couldn't do DeFi, you couldn't do NFTs. As you're starting to do you know, more of these you know, staking type programs you know, mm-hmm. on protocols, you couldn't do those. So it put itself at a, a pretty serious disadvantage, despite the fact, and there's a lot of argument around the, the reasoning, but the founder of it, Charles Hoskinson, who co-founded Ethereum, it sort of felt like he he took his time out of spite because oh. <laughs> Ethereum was so you know leaned in on smart contracts where he he wanted to go a different path. Right now, again, he focused more on you know a lot of goodwill and, and focusing on developing world. But yeah, I think it had a lot of problem. It got delisted from some some exchanges, mm. but it's it's very interesting. And there's a huge if you start to to listen into these guys, they uh, some of them hate each other, and it's. it's <laughs> wonderful to listen to oh i love that <laughs> it's, it's wonderful all right um so we got the new uh, fund that you're managing dchain capital we've got dchain.com that the people can find you at. is there anything else you want to share with the people anything else you got planned for 22 you know come check us out we have a we've been creating more and more videos on our youtube uh just to keep ah, people, that's right the youtube just channel. to keep people up to date what's going on uh it's a lot of fun. We don't monetize it. We're not trying to. Uh, we're not trying to pump up any coins on our behalf. It's just something that we get to interact with people. Well, thank so. you so much for not doing that. <laughs> yes. You know, it's aside from the fact that there's real repercussions if I were to do that with the SEC. Hasn't stopped Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's like Zenu. Zenu from Scientology is the only one that's going to stop Musk. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Yes. But but it did stop Kim Kardashian. Ah, that's a good point. So who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I would say come check us out. It's just youtube.com backslash dechained. And uh, yeah, come check out some of the stuff that we're putting out, talking about what's going on in the market. All right, if you had to pick one crypto for 22, which one's it going to be? 
Ooh, you know what? I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Woo W O O W O O. Yeah, W O O. Exactly, because then when nice. it goes up, you get to Ric Flair, Jeff. Everybody. <laughs> oh, <woo>! yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun. And then if it goes down, you just breed it backwards. Yeah. Then, Ooh, you know, ow. ow! There it is. Okay, everything oh. in Cardano, right? That's what I heard. Move everything no, in everything, Cardano. Yep. All I think right. I'm moving my Cardano out to Eos. Lou. Yeah, EOS. E- EOS. EOS. <laughs> All right. We're going to have you back on in a year and you're going to answer for that EOS. Yeah. Recommend that's what I want to be known for. Great. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I write down the wrong ticker? It's, uh, you know, you got to look for, go for uh, XRP. I keep hearing no, people talk about that one. On Actually, not bad. The, on the, uh, the Reddit, I think, loves that. The Wall hmm. Street bets. Yes. And they're never wrong. <laughs> 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 All right, and insert the disclaimer right there, please. And uh, yeah, let's go yeah, ahead and wrap yeah. this one up. <laughs> I think we've gotten in a lot of trouble already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to bleep out all the tickers. No problem. Yeah, um, there you go. No more tickers, more about the hamster jokes. Hamster jokes. Well, thanks for coming back and catching up with us, Edmund. We, we'd love to have you back on for a real full length episode, uh, maybe coming up here in the new year. Uh, but as for now, we do have to kick you out of the shop. It's a really busy day, and we got to keep the customer flow to get our, uh, you know, interviews per hour up. Uh, we apologize. You are great. I get it. I get it. Well, thanks for having me on. This feels like a twenty-four hour marathon. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Hats off to you guys. It was a lot of fun, and uh, let's uh, let's catch up in the new year. Awesome. All right, for awesome. real, for sure. Thank you so much for coming back. All right, thanks, guys. All right. Our next exciting guest for you, we have back in the shop, Ross Klein from ChangeBridge. How are you doing, Ross? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, doing uh, this special with all these guests is just a chance for us to get a vacation finally. That's the secret. <laughs> we haven't told anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas weekend off. So what's been going on, Ross? Uh, last time we talked to you, you guys have been running your uh, your fun change bridge. Uh, you had two ETFs that you guys were, were handling. Yeah, that's correct. So we're still managing uh, our two funds. CBLS is our long short equity ETF. It's a fully transparent, actively managed uh, long short ETF. And CBSE mm-hmm. is our uh, long only sustainable equity ETF, also fully transparent, uh, actively managed. Both funds listed on the NYSE. Check them out at changebridgefunds.com. Uh, happy to walk through them with you know with interested investors. We 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 pride ourselves on our transparency and accessibility, and so um, we take that really seriously. I know uh, last time we had you on, one of the ones that we were looking at with you or before you came on was your your short position on IBM. And I got to say that looks like that's really paid off for you. Mm-hmm. That has paid off, yeah. And you know, not a whole lot of change to the thesis. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 big takeaway on that quarter and yeah and you know we are currently short ibm and cbls and again you can see our holdings at changebridgefunds.com but you know the big sort of takeaway from the last quarter was slowing cloud revenue 
Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be their growth driver in the future. So, you know, as long as that remains the case, it's sort of hard to imagine new shareholders step in or the multiple expands. So remain confident. Interesting that with your thesis being on that, it looks like Salesforce just finally caught up to that because I think Salesforce is big on on cloud services. And it wasn't until I think their earnings just happened uh, early December when they finally took a fall from 300 and sitting at like 260. I guess if I would have looked a little closer at your thesis, I could have jumped on that a little quicker. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there are a lot of moving parts in the space. And, and you know, that's not Salesforce's sort of core offering. It, it, it really doesn't they don't go head to head with IBM. No, they're more with Oracle, I think, right? HubSpot, yeah. I mean, they're, they're higher end. It's it's CRM services, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's a bit different. Now, I, IBM will go head to head with Oracle, with Azure, with with Amazon, but I, I, IBM tends to be more of this hybrid cloud as opposed to the pure cloud version, and so it. it it puts them in an interesting dynamic when they're trying to sell a product that may be competitive with its legacy business. Right. So we remain high conviction on that short. Uh, is there anything new that you guys have added to the portfolio since we last talked? One interesting company is is Warner Media or Warner Music, WMG. Ah, it's one that IPO'd uh, last year, didn't it? Yep. Uh, such an interesting business model. You know, they have the library of music. It's an oligopoly business. Uh, monetization of, of music is improving with the likes of Spotify and mm-hmm. Apple and Amazon and, and, and a lot of different streaming platforms that are growing globally. But importantly, they're providing an important service to the musicians. There are only a few really large players who they compete with. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in the last few years, in a in decades, Decades, the end market for music is growing. And, you know, we think that's probably a long-term secular trend at a reasonable valuation. Who's uh, Who are they partnered with? Are they uh, grouped up with Spotify or is it somebody else I'm thinking of? Oh, I mean, everyone is selling to okay. Spotify. Yeah. But the, the three, play, you know, it's, it's Warner, it's Universal and Sony who pretty much dominate the market for labels. And, you know, they, they all compete for, for major artists, but Warner's done a fantastic job in the last few years of maintaining or growing that market share, mm-hmm. building that library. And we think it's highly likely that they'll continue to do so into the future. Oh, that's awesome. To put that back on my watch list, I think I took it off after the IPO. That was WMG, right? Ticker? Correct. I'm currently making a change bridge longs watch list. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea, Dan. (laughs) Yeah, longs and shorts. I want to, yeah, I want them both on there because looking at Warner Music Group's chart, I'm like, hmm, is it going to find support here or here? I bet it's going to find one or the other. Right. Uh, What do you got planned for uh, this coming year then? You got anything new on the the horizon? You got any? uh... Uh, You know, we, we just brought on. A new salesperson, a director of institutional sales, who we're super excited to have as part of the team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we plan on introducing the ChangeBridge funds to more people this year. Uh, we've got a full year of performance under our belt. The funds were, you know, it, it, from day one for a year, they were in the top quartile in their respective groupings on Morningstar. Nice. Uh, and so, you know, we believe strongly in the active ETF structure um, mm-hmm. offering mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. transparency, uh, accessibility, tax efficiency relative to sort of legacy mutual fund structures. And, you know, we think it's important that 
we are a source of education and explain to folks the benefits of the active ETF. Whether or not it's our funds, certainly we believe strongly in our funds and wouldn't be out there doing this if we didn't. I'd hope so. <laughs> but, you know, we also think it's important to educate the community on the merits of the ETF structure in general. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, let people know that ETFs are active also. It's not just index funds. And the active ones out there have all the benefits that the index funds have with the flexibility to, you know, try to generate returns. Mm -hmm. You got any more uh, plans to go on uh, any more TV speaking gigs? I, I saw you on the TD Ameritrade Network before we had you on last time, and I thought you were phenomenal on there. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. We hope to be on you know, TD Ameritrade and some of the other uh, programs that we've been on in the past. Um, you know, I, I, we've been on with Oliver pretty often, and he is just a fantastic host. Mm -hmm. uh, they do a great job there. Um, so, you know, for your listeners, if, if you're looking for uh, programming to watch during the day, you know, the TD Ameritrade Network really does provide quality content. And, you know, they talk about stocks, they talk about options, they, they, uh, they do a great job. Anytime you're going on there, just shoot us a message. We'll uh, we'll make sure we share that on Twitter because I definitely don't want to miss another one. Oh, fantastic. We'll do. Well, let's talk about uh, where you think the market's going to go uh, uh, <laughs> over the next year since, uh, since you're the fundamental expert. Recording this at the beginning of December. Yeah. So, I mean, it... it... It's been a really interesting 2021, right? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. yes, you know, yes. Everyone started the year in full on sheer optimism. Mm -hmm. We were coming out of COVID. We thought, you know, it, the Fed was still stimulative. The White House was still stimulative. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing but optimism abound. Mm -hmm. And as the year went on, different parts of the market started to get taken out a little bit. You, you had the COVID beneficiaries getting hit. You had in you know March and April, you had high long duration, high valuation stocks getting hit on the concern that rates were going to go higher. We sort of absorbed a lot of that throughout the summer, but the real ballast all year was mega cap tech, you know, mm -hmm. Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Tesla, Google, uh, you know, just, just to name a few. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so long as those six or seven companies, which make up a huge chunk of the S&P, continue to be ballasts, you know, it's, it's hard to see the broad market correcting meaningfully. But that's not to say that they can't, you know. And so we're talking about companies that are multiple trillions of dollars in market cap, y you know, it, at some point, and I'm not making that call now, but at some point that law of large numbers comes in and says, can you keep growing at this rate for much longer right. and, and mm -hmm. maintain your valuation? And and look, we haven't hit that yet. And and plenty of people have predicted it for years. And, and, and so I'm not necessarily making that call, but I will make the call that there is a lot of risk in the average portfolio today because of how top heavy the market is. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's an important consideration and always a decent time to consider diversifying out a little bit more into small and mid cap stocks. And as you do that, we would suggest finding an active manager and finding someone who you understand what they're doing, who you can see what they're doing, and, and, and hopefully someone who offers some active share relative to that S&P 500 index. Uh, excellent. Uh, yeah, you touched on the mega caps. I mean, I don't know how many times I watched the S&P, you know, as an average drop, you know, five, 10 points. 
and then watch my portfolio lose 20 because I'm not <laughs> invested heavily in Apple, NVIDIA, Google. <laughs> and then when it goes right back up to where it was, I'm still down, you know, <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> and that's been going on all year, it seems like. One of the things that I thought was really interesting this year was like the pivot, I thought, from Powell. It seems like he just really switched from dovish to hawkish at the beginning of December when he said they changed his tone on inflation. Yeah, um, that'll be really compelling for us to watch. You know, I think most market participants are trying to make a comparison between now and December of 2018, mm -hmm. which was also Powell, ah. uh, when the Fed started to raise rates and the market panicked. Mm -hmm. This is different, it seems, in that we're not talking about starting to raise rates. We're talking about being slightly less stimulative. Right. Um, and so it, it, it's a risk. It's a concern. It's worth keeping an eye on. I would actually take a look at the coming ChangeBridge monthly investor letter. We, we spent a lot of time talking about the other side of that argument around mm -hmm. where debt levels are and, and um, you know, what options the Fed really has at its disposal right now. But it's certainly in their best interest to relay to investors what they plan to do. And that is what Powell's doing now. He's giving us plenty of heads up. Um, and I think that, you know, hopefully alleviates some concerns that investors might have this time around. I would hope so. I mean, it seems like he dropped enough hints uh, leading up to it, but definitely uh, didn't see him just coming out and saying that inflation is no longer transitory. I thought that was a big shock. <laughs> It was, and, and, and the market sold off 2%. Yep. <laughs> you know, so it, in, in, in December of 18, the market sold off, I think it was 18%. It was at least, you know, more than 10, and I think it was close to 20. And so, you know, I, I, we haven't really reacted. You know, we no. reacted to the new variant. We reacted to Powell's comments, and they all sort of happened in close proximity to each other. But, you know, all things considered, the market's been pretty resilient through that. That's mm -hmm. a good point. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, any parting thoughts to leave us on, Dan? Um, I like turtles. No. <laughs> can you hear Dan? Because I can't. I cannot. Okay. Well, I've been talking. I see his bar is moving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any good thoughts. You're fine. Change Bridge, everybody. Make sure you check them out. Uh, longtime fans of our show. We're longtime fans of them. Hopefully, we'll be able to do some more collaboration with them in the future. Still want to get Vince on, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's try to find a good time. See, see who's the fun one of the two. Oh, you'll <laughs> figure that one out quickly. <laughs> I assume that means you? No, all, 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 credit, all credit to Vince. Okay. <laughs> okay, thank you for joining us, Ross. It's been great having you. We hope you have a wonderful 2022. And we're going to boot you on out the door, but uh, we really appreciate your time. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. All right, Kyle, who do we have up next with us? Obi Onyekwe. Uh, am I saying that right? Obi Onyekwe. How are you doing? Thank you. Good. good. I know you did that on purpose, Dan. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <on> the spot. <laughs> Ah, Obi, uh, last time we talked to you, you were fundraising for your project, You Know Me. And I think you're getting us, you're, you're teaching us about the, the micro cap ventures. Yeah, yeah, equity crowdfunds. And yeah, we used um, micro ventures. So it went well. We got, uh, I think we raised about uh, close to 130,000 um, mm -hmm. through that last uh, that equity crowdfund. 
And then right now we use that money to pretty much build out our new uh, software plugin f- called uh, Avatar Creator. Mm-hmm. So it's a plugin uh, for After Effects, Premiere, Final Cut, and uh, Photoshop, which will allow you to easily create a 3D avatar and animate it as well. Um, so yeah, we that's almost done. That launches. I think we actually do a, like a soft launch mid December. Oh and wow. The, yeah, exactly. It's like right around the corner. And then hopefully the official launch, like first thing in the new year. So so getting you back on to tell us what you have coming up for the new year was, was perfect timing, it sounds like. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, besides the launch, like, yeah, of course, everything's riding on a launch. Uh, we got a couple angel investors that are interested. So hopefully we can lock them in right before um, we go through it, through that uh, initial launch and then scale. So we'll be featured on uh, FX factory. So it's a site that, you know, sells plugins for um, mostly final cut, but mm-hmm. final cut after effects and premiere and ours will, I think be the first for Photoshop, which is huge just because it's a bigger audience than all of them combined. Oh yeah. So yeah, now any anybody using Photoshop will now easily create 3D characters. So that's, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah, because we first oh talked to you, you were just, I, I think your focus was more on uh, like just animators, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Animators and game developers. Mm-hmm. And so we figured, you know, by going after kind of that, that bigger audience, but, you know, um, audience that's not as skilled, mm-hmm. it's just, a, you know, just more money to be made uh, with an audience that could really use your your tool and just something that makes it simpler for like the amateur too i mean that's that's awesome exactly yeah because you know something like that you'd have to really learn how to use um huge major programs like maya cinema 4d and yeah you're talking about years of training on those tools before <laughs> right. you're anywhere close to proficient to building a 3d person and now, wow. is this something that you guys are maybe thinking about marketing to to a video game to like put myself in the game? Yeah, I mean, you could do anything from something on that level, where the whether it be a video game or any other metaverse. No, that's a new thing now. Everybody's rolling out with the metaverse. Mm-hmm. You could be on, be on that level, or you could uh, let's say you're developing your own video game, and let's say you need random new characters. This is a way to easily create those characters quickly versus oh, yeah. building it from scratch. Oh, uh, does it have randomizers on it too? Well, it's custom. So you, wow. you pick the skin, the tone, the hair, the nails, you know, the outfit. It's all you. Well, I just want to put my own face on my Call of Duty character for when I get somebody headshot <laughs> me. <laughs> so that way they can look you in the eyes when they do it. <laughs> yeah, look me in the eyes when you kill me, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Next, the next phase after that will be rolling out more versions. So meaning... So we'll roll out like, let's say like a warrior pack. So you'll be able to create whatever warrior, whether it be knight in shining armor or like a Roman soldier oh, or yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, so it spans the gamut of history. So we're going to have a pack just for that. Um, then we'll roll out like a superhero um, and a super villain pack, <clears throat> you know? So if oh. you want to make a Batman looking character, another character with a pet cape, you can. Hmm. Um, we're going to roll out monsters and aliens. You know, you could do that. Oh, cosplaying to the next level. Mm-hmm. So what's the uh, the ultimate plan for the the company then? Are you trying to are you looking to be maybe you know acquired by one of the bigger name companies? Or are you trying to go public and and run this thing? Pretty much an acquisition. Um, our game is really scale aggressively and really dom- like gain a significant hold hold in the in, of market share mm-hmm. um, for uh, software dedicated creating uh, animated content and for games. Um, and then yeah, most likely acquisition similar to my last startup. Ah man, is it too late to invest? 
<laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean, like, yeah, we're we're about to close this round uh, because after this, the reason why it's definitely going to close is once we launch and generate revenue, then officially when we do go back to raising more capital, everybody who got in right about now and before will have um, uh, made money or at least their investment had will have gone up. It's the valuation of the company is going to go up. Mm-hmm. And you said the soft launch was uh, was beginning of Dece- or end of December, I think you said? Uh, more like probably somewhere beginning in middle G- uh, January for soft. Well, soft launch. So soft launch is no, uh, middle December and then probably official launch is in January. Okay. So the soft launch will be after we, after we publish this because this will be, people should be hearing this uh, around the, the holiday break. Exactly. Oh, so so remind us again, uh, and we'll we'll be sure to put a link in the description. Um, what's the website that people are using to do the micro capital venture investment? Oh, so micro venture. So that that um, that fund is uh, or that equity crowd fund is over. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that. But you know, now I get, I'm still able to take uh, investment from individuals right now. So the angels are coming at, at coming in as low as like 5k we prefer mm-hmm. like at least 10k but you know look if you got 5k screw it you know we'll we'll take it um right. and then some as high as uh, 25k mm-hmm. um so and then well and then there's some that are we're talking to that at 50 to 55 so it just it ranges and then of course the, the investment vehicle that we're using is an equity i mean um uh, convertible note um, so of course, which spells out all the, which is standard, you know, so either cons- convertible note or, is, or what's called a safe note, mm-hmm. but we generally go with a convertible note just because most investors prefer that overall. So, uh, what are you going to do if this thing does get sold and, and bought out by somebody else? Oh God, it depends on how much I get, it gets sold for. <laughs> but, um, next will say an amazing, like $800 million. Right. Um, I would most likely partner with a team to kind of do a, um, a VC fund, potentially backstage capital. That'd be a, a dream. Um, but more definitely like a partnership um, where I'm work, working with them and that I wouldn't want to have a VC all by myself. Right. That would drive me crazy. I, I'd also want to invest. Uh, we'll start probably three more startups. But believe it or not, I wouldn't run them. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be more like a lead lead investor, visionary, and then bring on the CEOs to kind of run them and then help build out the team to run run it as well. That way, I'm more like checking in every month saying, cool, right. cool, cool, good, keep it going. You know? It's always nice when somebody else has to... <laughs> has to answer for the, the yeah. when you can just say do this and then and then why didn't you do that it's much better yeah, than yeah. trying to explain it <laughs> mm-hmm. so no no mm-hmm. island in the caymans then uh, no vacation home um, i mean i'd probably <laughs> definitely buy a nice home nothing intense but um it, yeah i'd really focus like on that and of course you know personally building a family so mm-hmm. um, that would be an- another goal as well <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just need something to suck all that money right away once you finally yeah, get your hands on it. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, sure. I'm sure devour it all. <laughs> oh, God. Be like uh, the new version of Married to Children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- those would be the top goals. I mean, I think I definitely have, you know, ideas on what, I mean, I, I have driverless car ideas, you know, even a lot of people say it's saturated. Well, my, is it, you know, tell me, tell me one, you know, driverless car company that's, that's doing like that's in action. Well, there is, I, it's funny, I, I take that back. Right. There is, um, I think a Korean um, company that 
I actually is live. I think they're doing deliveries. And I think Domino's is doing deliveries as well. I think I saw that just start. Yeah. I know there's been test runs of, uh, I think, Google and, and Tesla. Exactly. But, but most of the time, I only know that because I see, you know, that somebody got in an accident with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 and exactly. And, and I think that's why I, I care more about the stories um, of the, I mean, they say like Google and Tesla are the leaders, but I'm like, mm, I feel like the leaders are the ones who are actually making money with their cars on the road right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and it's funny thing too, because uh, like there's a difference between like a, a technically good driver and like an actual good driver. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, I think my sister got in a, a couple different accidents. None of them were her fault. But mm-hmm. if she would have been, you know, just because it's not your fault doesn't mean that you made the right decisions. Yeah. There's a difference between being right and being safe. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't, yeah. I think the Tesla and Google, they're they're automation may not quite understand that distinction yet. And that might be a harder thing to program. Yeah, they're definitely, there's definitely multiple scenarios that they're struggling with. You know, I think the famous one that people talk about is, you know, if, if you can't avoid any type of collision, do you hit the car, the child over here or go off the bank and hit this couple? And it's just like, well, the child the is the just right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the algorithm really has to like process right. second information and say, okay, we're going to have to sacrifice X, Y, Z. Right. We'll solve that trolley problem with AI. Oh, that's gotta be really hard to like, is that, is that morally difficult to program something like yeah, that? Yeah, more, it's more morally because it's, it's, it, it, at some point, it's going to go wrong in some way, shape, or form because you know the algorithm. I guess it'll it'll understand male, female, child, older person, and then you're going to have to kind of just you may have to just base it off of like you know put children first and then everybody else second. Right. <laughs> you know that's it. You know. <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess it's not a bad thing to teach AI compassion. Yeah. Or morality. <laughs> so yeah, we should probably focus on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's got to know what it, what rules it should it's going to violate, right? Yeah, better than death to all humans. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think even with our, I mean, I, even kind of going back to our company, I think one new thing that we discovered is, and yeah, I think I kind of mentioned is the whole metaverse and, mm. like, and of course, NFTs. I think the new thing we're realizing, well, that, not even so new, it was a few months ago, um, probably like five months ago, uh, I was at an NFT gallery show and um, art show and then some like some I showed them, you know, I mean, avatar creator and a lot of them were, were blown away. They were just like, Whoa, like, you know, mm-hmm. love to have this. And I was like, well, why? They're like, well, I guess, I don't know if you know much about NFTs and, uh, and people a little bit. Yeah. People was, I think he's made the most money with NFTs in general. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them see our software as a way to make content like people because uh-huh. they're probably only 2d artists so they don't they don't have that 3d capability so in their mind they're like oh hell yeah like we could have a field day with this mm-hmm. and probably make an insane amount of money with the software did did facebook change in their name to the, what was it meta or something meta meta uh, mm-hmm. did that uh, yeah. did that also help uh, with some of the the the, the buzz surrounding uh, the, your, your guys' upcoming release? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that NFT kind of metaverse mar- uh, market and, and group was all already there. Mm-hmm. I think you could say Facebook kind of helped validate that. Yep. So I went from knowing about the metaverse and, of course, you know, gaming, and then, but not putting in my pitch deck because I know investors won't get it. Right. 
once Facebook announces, once Microsoft and Adidas and Nike and once all of those guys announce it, now I can I can put it in my right. pitch deck. Um, and even then, even still, I put it in a pitch deck, but I still you gotta find investors that get it. Right, you know, a lot of them still don't get it. We don't. <laughs> We're trying. <Nope. laughs> I don't think anybody gets it really. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a trip. Is it like I literally? I just um, got off um, um, a presentation from a, a uh, an investor at a VC firm, and he made some amazing points. Because I even asked, you know, towards the end, I asked a couple questions, and I asked. Um, do you invest in um, companies, software companies that you don't fully understand? And if so, like, or do you do your due diligence and then invest? Mm-hmm. And his, his answer was amazing because I really thought he was going to be like, hell no, I don't invest in anything that I don't understand. He actually said, yes. Um, he said, he said, by nature, as an investor, you, most of what you're investing in, you don't understand fully anyway. Right. You're not going to understand every single market. And then he said, if you do fully understand it, there's most likely not going to be any uh, innovation in that arena anyways. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of blew me away. And he said, yeah, so I, it's, it's my job to do due diligence on every single opportunity that comes my way. That's really interesting. Yeah, because, you know, trust, you know, and he even said it in his presentation, he said a lot of VCs fail because they, for multiple reasons, but one of them, he, he did say they're, they're ultimately lazy. Mm-hmm. He said a lot of them just don't do the due diligence necessary to, um, to validate, you know, investing in the right startup. Huh. So, yeah, I, think, I felt like finally somebody's telling the brutal honest truth, you know. That seems so rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing, Obi. Yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing the, the, the launch. Uh, we'll keep an eye out for that uh, uh, soft launch uh, here before this episode airs, but the, the main launch in January. We wish you all the best. Really glad uh, to, to catch up with you and hear what you got going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you uh, for, you know, I mean, you're one of the first guests that I think we ever had on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so Great. I kind of have a special place in our heart. Thank you. I know we've come Absolutely. a long way. It sounds like you have too. Thanks. We got, we got more to go, but hopefully it all definitely works out. Better than yesterday. That's our motto. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, Dan. You, you got anything else for you uh, set up for the next one here? No, I, I think you, you summed it up pretty nice. Uh, Obi, it's been really great having you back. Uh, we, we can't wait to see what what happens uh with that software i'm 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 convinced i'm gonna just start seeing it everywhere to add myself to it whatever game i'm playing yeah all right yeah yeah onward and upward for you uh can't wait to talk to you again in the future and and find out uh how 2020 treats you but for now we gotta kick you out okay thanks (laughs) um real quick uh where is there anywhere that you want to share as far as links yeah, yeah. So if yeah, anybody wants to check us out, um, it's getunami.com. Once again, the website is getgetunomi.com. And, or, you know, visit our social. I think it's um, just at Unami um, or just search Unami for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I think we have awesome. links for everything except the website. So we'll make sure we update your uh, profile on the guest page. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, Obi, for stopping by. Uh, thank you. Who's next on the list, Dan? Who else do we got to get through? Next up, we are talking to Anthony Fatsies. Welcome back to the China Shop, Anthony. How are you doing today? Dan and Carl, thank you so much for having me back. I am doing great. I've had a busy day, I think, similar to you guys. So 
but mm. you know we love it don't we we love talking about this stuff otherwise we wouldn't do it <laughs> oh we've had that conversation a few times you know, <laughs> yeah exactly i think on the last episode we recorded before this dad was talking about ruining a brunch with this stock car <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> it's true i did <laughs> it's always on our minds i just uh i'll be talking to my girlfriend and i'll come out with something and she's just like i do not care stop telling me (laughs) (laughs) and i just never learn do i I always i'll always like i have an idea and she's like oh no (laughs) not again (laughs) should should join our discord people you can chat with on there yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I think I, my, my ideas are more just crazy out of the blue, random stuff that... No, oh, you'll fit in with Dan. I'll <laughs> <laughs> have to go to brunch one day. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Actually, it might sound more crazy in chat because you don't get the accent to kind of blunt the, the craziness. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> to say at least you don't have to see me that's a that's a good thing <laughs> i'm just wondering what the craziest thing you can say and get away with and come off as charming just because you have an accent I, it might not come off as charming but i could probably get away with it <laughs> just by i just get a look I, that's normally what happens it's just like oh, not again and they'll be like you know when there's those very serious people, and some some investors like this or some people i've interviewed are very serious and you mm-hmm. just they don't like my or, then don't, it's not that they don't like it but they're just like oh okay <laughs> like you know, joke attitude. <laughs> yeah they're just like oh, he's the host but next question <laughs> oh, who are you talking to because we must we seem to find everybody who wants to like you know let their fun side out it seems like <laughs> Yeah. maybe yeah and, and it's not everyone but it's um i think some institutional and it's just a certain type of person and i'm sure we, we, okay. we all know those people who are just you know you joke you make a joke and they just don't say anything and you're just like, like yeah oh those are the best i love those yeah love well they don't even say yes sometimes they just like yeah. just look at you and you're like oh <laughs> silence is the best too in my opinion like you should just let that play out for as long as it goes yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. Leave it in there. It's so delicious. <laughs> the power silence. Who speaks first? Yeah. <laughs> last time we uh, last time we chatted with you, you were planning on getting your podcast uh, going uh, hard and heavy. I think you were trying to plan some more guests and, and get that going. How's that been going for you? Yeah, it's been going very. It's been going great. Um, I think you know what we were talking about before. One of the guests that you actually introduced us to, George. Um, that mm-hmm. was super interesting, just about mind over markets. And I uh, love George. I listened to that episode. It was so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and it's just he's one of those people. He's just got away with words, and he just makes mm-hmm. co- these complex, you know, things so simple. Which is, it's sometimes good, sometimes bad. When you're like, oh, that sounds easy, and you're like, oh shit, no, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah that's, that's the main problem. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so easy, and then you try to do it, and it's not quite as easy as you thought. And then you listen to his video again, and like, oh yeah, it is easy, and then no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, this is that that loop, but um. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, like just talking to some really smart people. And I think that's the thing. Well, not even, you know, they, they are smart, but they just have interesting things to say. And that's what mm-hmm. I love. It's like, and it's probably why you do it as well. When you hear these people, they just have interesting opinions or, you know, you might not even agree with them, but you're like, okay, I can understand what you're saying. And, and that's sort of, you know, who I've been talking to and it's it's been going really well. And um, yeah, I'm just looking to grow it. And I, I still have to invite you guys on far out. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do need to get on there. Yeah. 
actually, awesome. you sent us a list of guests too that I, I'm going to start going through for uh, for this upcoming year. Yeah, try and see if we can get some some crossover. Yeah, but you guys are crazy. You do well. I used to do two a week, and that was too much for me. Are you guys still doing two, three a week? Well, we do a bonus episode. It's usually an interview if we can get them lined up, which yeah. lately has been kind of nuts. Um, <laughs> and then we have a regular show that's kind of uh, they're they're kind of different shows at this point now. Okay. Yeah, like one is just me and Dan kind of trying to give our take on what's going on in the news, <laughs> look at a couple stocks, and talk about what we did for the week and how bad it was or how good it was. <laughs> Normally bad. It's just like, if we start from the beginning, we'll just be like the slow, like just going into insanity. Is that what we'll see? So we'll start at yeah. the beginning and yeah. it's like normal, same people. And now it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that sometimes, like, I don't know. I had a breakdown about something today and I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm slowly turning into Jim Cramer. Just yelling random words just for no (laughs) no reason. (laughs) Dan's problem is the longer we go on, the more he fidgets. He's either got a clicky pen or a lighter that I could always hear going off in the background. Really? I'm I'm the same. My wife's been picking up presents for him, looking for silent fidget toys. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) He's like a stress ball or something. She had a stack of them that I was testing out and I found every single one that had like a click to it. And I was like, nope. 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 (laughs) And there's like multiple other things on them. There's like six things you can like kind of fidget with, but like there's one that's clicky and the clicky one's the satisfying one. Like, nope. (laughs) The one I gravitate to is the one you can want. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the same. Like I... I love uh, pens and, I'll, you know, just a cap. I'll be like this on, off, on, off. Mm-hmm. And like I, I had an interview before and I dropped the lid and it makes this massive sound. You're like, oh, God damn it. But when we first started, then, I used to drink beer. You always hear that. I tried to leave one beer cap drop in the, in the sound recording is like an Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to us at your own peril. That's pretty much our disclaimer. <laughs> Yeah. yeah oh they're the best i love it so so what do you got planned for uh this upcoming year then um oh, i don't it doesn't seem like i'm as organized as you guys you have it sounds like you have plans you're doing this and that to me i'm just like oh, i just want to talk to interesting oh, i don't know what we what, have what, no plans you have no plans <laughs> no no i was hoping to get some ideas from everybody we yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you didn't even want to talk to me you just wanted no. to get <laughs> research your ideas and getting ahead you're gonna start it in a week aren't you <laughs> yeah exactly we're gonna try and jump it on uh, do it like you know a week before yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, um, we're not even recording. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You can ask for more guests, aren't you? And then you're going to get them yep, before. Take the best uh, ideas, and, and those ones yeah. won't get put in the episode. Copyright tubules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I guess for me, it's as I said, it's just talking to interesting people. And uh, I've been so fortunate, like, you know, I've been able to, there's people are just so you know they're so willing to give their time and just talk and i think so many people are just interested in what they do and the topic mm-hmm. and you know i think that's the amazing thing about investing in finance it's so broad it's never ending there's so many right. different niches and aspects that you can go into um and for me i'm just interested in it all so you know it, one day i'll have someone talking about you know Yes, there's blockchain and crypto. Um, the next day, I'll have an oil trading. You know, one will be like fixing capitalism, like macro. Like I talked to a guy about Iceland and the financial crisis there. Um, oh, what? You know, yeah, yeah, it's really, you know, he'd be a great person for your podcast as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, his name's Jared Bibler. And he was actually, he's from, I can't remember where, he's from somewhere in the US. And 
crazy story. He moved to Iceland. I think he he went to Sweden on holiday mm-hmm. or for work or something. And then he's you know went with the flight. He had a stop off in Iceland for a day. It was included with the flight or, or for a night. So he stopped off in Iceland, and you know when he got home, everyone was asking about Sweden, and he's like, "What? I can't even remember. I just loved Iceland so much." So he actually oh, yeah. like he was yeah. yeah he was in institutional banking, and he just had enough, so he decided to move to Iceland, and then. He had a he had a few jobs uh, with some banks, and then there was a, the massive financial crash, and he actually got on with the regulator. And you know, he talks about it. It's like ten people. It's like a tiny regulator. They're looking at these massive banks that had like I think it was eleven times uh, the market capitalization of Iceland's GDP. They were massive. Whoa. They were behemoths, and it was Whoa. just like. Yeah, they were like 90, I can't remember the exact numbers, but 90% of the actual uh, whole stock market were these three massive banks and they all collapsed because they were just dodgy as hell. Wait, and this happened right after he moved there? Um, I think it was a year or something, but apparently he Uh worked at the banks and he could tell there was something Mm. happening and something wrong and uh, he didn't like that. So it's a super interesting story. He's released a book about it. uh, So Iceland Secret, which I'd really recommend anyone, you know, just interested in in finance and stuff doing it. you know, reading it and, you know, he'd be a great guest for your podcast, I'd say. What was it called? Iceland Secret? Yep. And it's not, it's not gnomes and dwarves? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. I think it's trolls up there, isn't it? Trolls, that's it. That <laughs> <is the> trolls. <laughs> or is that Sweden or Norway? I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy place. It, it sounds like <laughs> crazy. Like it's because it's tiny. It's only like 40,000 people. Like, oh, I think it's like 200,000 people. So it's a tiny place, but. Yeah, and these banks are worth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, these banks were worth like hundred. They were they were worth like a hundred billion. And apparently, the issue was that if there was a bad banker, you didn't want to fire them because you'd see them at the supermarket. Like, like it was just like it was such like a small pond issue. Like, it, it's crazy. Just like a house, you know. If you think about two hundred thousand people, that's nothing. That's no, it's it's got smaller yeah. than the town I live in. Yeah, yes, it's like one twentieth of like New York or something, more than that. It's just crazy to think one block of probably New York, <laughs> the whole of the Iceland. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but but yeah, so he was interesting, and uh, yeah, I've just talked to some amazing people. So um, but that's really all I'm looking to do. Uh, you know, if people like that, that's good. But if not, then I'm I'm enjoying it. So <laughs> I think that's the way I look at <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. That's that's exactly our our philosophy. Yeah, yeah. just laugh, then it makes the cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, that's why I like you guys so much. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably a bit more chilled than mine as well. It's just like more chill, more laugh, but you, you know, you're still getting that good content. So it's almost like entertainment plus education. There you go. All right. He, he's, he's Scott, he's onto our formula, Kyle. I know. Oh, we're <laughs> supposed to be stealing his ideas. Yeah. yeah. Next, <laughs> next thing you know, he's going to have Beatles covers. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 I'm writing this down. <laughs> Furiously writes. <laughs> Beatles covers. <laughs> or Oasis. That's that's the new one, right? The new Beatles replacement. Well, well, maybe Oasis. he's Australian, so maybe it's ACDC. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good point. ACDC maybe. That's the classic. But uh, no, I don't um, know. I'm not as. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like you guys have a lot more professional system than me. I just found some random uh, music. I don't know. It just looks like that on the outside, doesn't it? Oh, wow. Yeah. We've never been called professional before. I don't know how to respond to that. (laughs) It may be. uh, It was was meant as a compliment. I won't say it may. It definitely was. Jesus, thank you. Uh, (laughs) So, what do you you got any predictions you want to leave us with for uh, either the markets or crypto over the next year? 
Well, the guy I was talking about the other uh, to yesterday, he was uh, he's an investment manager for actually blockchain and crypto um, sort of like event, uh, investments, which is pretty crazy. So he actually works for an institution uh, that manages family offices money to mm-hmm. invest in crypto and blockchain. And he was saying there could be, he's saying it's probably like quite likely there'll be a correction uh, in the market, which, you know, I guess that isn't groundbreaking. You can't go up by, you know, right. 10 times without there being a correction. Um, but, and, and I think it's something that's healthy. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, you look at the past, the past week with inflation and what Jay Powell said, which I'm sure you've talked about <laughs> recently. Oh, yes. We just talked about that with, with uh, Ross Klein. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think um, I was talking to another guy, uh, just, just literally just before this interview, uh, Larry Chung, who's a very good uh, YouTuber. And he was talking about, he thinks that it shouldn't be an issue now with supply chain and obviously new variant, but the, the main thing is six months' time. You know, what is happening in six months' time? Is there still supply chain struggles? Is there still this inflation? Is it getting to the point that the Fed will have to put interest rates up? And then if they do, there's obviously that potential for stagflation, which would you know, be a disaster. And someone that I, I really respect, his name's Russell Napier, and he has a, this philosophy where he thinks it's just, it's impossible. There's, there has to be inflation, just the debt that we're seeing in terms of private, public uh-huh. debt is, it's unsustainable. There's no way that, you know, these countries can pay it off, especially if they want to continue to grow. So his opinion is that there's going to be potentially high inflation. And, you know, for, for, let's be honest, for us at the moment, high inflation is <laughs> two, three, four percent, isn't it? Right. It's not, <laughs> it's not like the 10 or 20 percent that we saw 30, 40 years ago, but he thinks it could be higher and it might get to the point where, you know, the Fed and other, he, does, he says the US will probably be a lot later than other countries because obviously, you know, strong US dollar and it's, there might be issues with the Senate and actually passing it through Congress and all these different mm-hmm. things. But he thinks it will happen sort of all across the world, especially in heavily indebted countries such as France, Germany, UK, Australia. I think Canada is one of the most in-debt countries in the world as well. Uh, China. Dan found a really neat stat. Um, God, this was months ago. I can't remember when the actual episode mm-hmm. was, but basically I think in 2020, like more money was printed in 2020 than was ever printed like in the history of the dollar basically yeah, something, was, something insane like that 50 percent of the current money supply it was like 50%, increased by 50 percent okay. yeah and, and it's great in one year the main issue as well is the velocity of money so I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen or heard of that statistic but normally what will happen is you know someone's given a dollar they spend that dollar and that means you know it, there's velocity it's actually moving throughout the econo- economy right. at the mm-hmm. moment it's it's not moving it's i think it's 1.08 so every us dollar it doesn't even circulate once it circulates 0. 0.8 a 0.08 of the times so that oh, just shows shit. you that there's all this capital being uh, put in you know investments and all these other things that where it doesn't mm-hmm. actually move around uh and that is you know a little bit concerning that they're just printing printing more money and it's not actually moving and it's maybe not going to the places they want it to go which is potentially you know people from a, a lower background they want to help uh you know maybe with, with the struggles that they're having during covid it's more going to people who are investing it into uh you know fixed income or equities or the or crypto or whatever um, and just parking it they're not actually investing it in the economy which right. could be why we, you know, see stagflation if there's not that growth. So that that could be quite interesting as well. And um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. Unfortunately, I think it's you know sometimes it's <laughs> it's a, it's a fool's game to predict what's going to happen more than a, a, year, a year's time. It's uh it's uh yeah. No, but if you get it right, then you'll uh, you'll be like Michael Burry and make wrong predictions all of, as much as you want. Nailed <laughs> <laughs> the big short. That's all that matters. Very true. Very true. <laughs> so get it uh, get it on record. 
It's been changing around quite a bit, hasn't it? I don't know if you've been watching it. I, I, I just know that he throws a lot of predictions out that are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can throw a lot of stuff at the wall and if one thing sticks. Yeah. You're a genius. You're only going to be right once. Yeah, and then they'll just mm-hmm. delete delete all the old past yeah. twi- uh, tweets about wrong things and <laughs> look, I'm right. <laughs> yeah. just make it so generic. Like yeah. Nostrils. I've seen some people do that and you're like, what is wrong with you? Like they literally just post random predictions and then if it's right, they'll like delete the rest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. Really? That's terrible. Yeah. That's and how yeah, gambling newsletters work. They'll send oh, out like yeah. a football game. They'll send out the winners of, they'll just pick half and half. And then like, so everybody that got the one team that won, they're like, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. Smart. And I, I guess that's a risk as well. If like heaps of retail traders come in and they look at they're looking at it from that perspective, it's almost like a rush, isn't it? Like, gambling rather than you know you don't even have to do that much research but it's just trying to be a little bit smarter so with, what with your you're money, saying bro. is when we look at our stocks that we're watching we should be having two episodes one on spotify and one on apple yeah and that exactly yeah. always be right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> coca-cola's going up coca-cola's going down <laughs> we know what we're doing next year <laughs> <laughs> Even oh. if it keeps dipping, just keep on. <laughs> right, right. Always goes up. Yeah, this has been great catching up with you, Anthony. Um, we can't wait to be guests on your show and have you back on uh, for a full length episode sometime in the future. But uh, for now, we got to kick you out. We got more guests to get in here. Where can the people find you? Yeah, no problem. First of all, thank you so much. And as I said, I'm a massive fan of your guys' work. And it's, it's crazy. I could literally, I think I could talk to you guys for hours. <laughs> like 15 minutes definitely feels. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I'm unlucky, for, unlucky for you, maybe, but uh, <laughs> put up with me for that long. But, um, but yes, yeah, so where you can find me, uh, as I, as you said, I'm on uh, YouTube. So I've got a podcast of my own. So it's called What the Finance, which is like WT Finance. Like, haha, very funny. Um, so love that name. Still love that name. <laughs> thank you. I, I stole it and I, I got a trademark and expert. Um, but um, so I'm on YouTube. I'm on all platforms like uh, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, you can find me all there. Uh, to Twitter as well, just under my name, Anthony Fatsies, and on LinkedIn as well. I'm actually quite active on LinkedIn, uh, just under my name as well. Might have to add so, that to. We've got all these, every, uh, Anthony and every other guest we're talking to is on our guest page too. Uh, we'll have a link to that in the episode description. So if you want to find uh, any of these links to all these things, uh, they'll all be listed in there. Yeah, perfect. I, and I was going to po- uh, share the other one with uh, on LinkedIn, but I thought it might not have been professional dropping the C-bomb here and there. So I was like, well, maybe uh, the future employees, maybe that's not a good idea. Wait, did we do that? Did we drop C-bombs? I don't remember. If yeah, we did I remember like the, uh, the Australian I know we did the week after, I think, when I, I told Dan he was my cunt. No, no, somebody definitely got called a cunt lovingly. Oh, yeah, no, because it was like the Australian accents and like Australian sayings. We'll bleep that down so we can so we can share this one on LinkedIn. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll we'll bleep all the cocks and all the cunts. Yeah, yeah. keep them to yourself, mate. Oh god, we don't help ourselves, do we? Nope. Yeah. All right, this has been fantastic. Thanks again, Anthony. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, have a good one. You too. All right, Kyle, I'm excited for our next guest. Do you want to roll him on in here with a good introduction? Dr. G, a local dentist here in Peoria, uh, also a, a part-time stock trader. We chatted with him uh, God, what was that, a couple months ago, uh, trying to do another beginner episode, uh, uh, Introduction to Technical Analysis. So wanted to bring Dr. G back, see uh, if he's made any progress since we last chatted with him. Dr. G, how you doing? Doing good, and you? Hello, all. 
Oh, you're doing great. Uh, just absorbed right now in the chess championship matches, but <laughs> that's, that's not stock. So we'll, we'll save that for a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, we get a little break. You know? <laughs> so how you been? What, uh, what's happened uh, since we last chatted with you? Um, so yeah, you know, I've had a, my up and down there where a moment where, you know, you feel like you want to give up, you like, forget it, you know, but, uh, <laughs> We've all had those. <laughs> Have those once a week. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you think you do everything right, and then it just doesn't work out, or you know. Uh, that's isn't that weird though. That's kind of the 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 game that we play though. I mean, even if everything you do everything right, it's still a game of probabilities. Yep. Like it's it may be winning seven out of ten times. That means it's also losing three out of ten. Yeah, you got to be okay with that. <laughs> yep, and that's why it's so key to be quick to to get out if it's not going your way. Yep, uh, I remember you know the last time we talked and everything, uh, we mentioned the options, and uh, I looked into it, uh, mm-hmm. like actually looked into it to understand it and everything. And if, with my impulsiveness, you know, the first thing I did was get a contract that didn't work out in my favor, and I'm just seeing <laughs> it bleed. <laughs> But uh, I kind of feel now that I know why uh, it was the wrong time. And uh, I've been looking more at indicators and charts. And I feel like I really do, uh, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but <laughs> I feel like a, a lot more confident and, and all that. So after last time, we talked about, uh, you know, volume by price. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that and you could see clearly how it kind of reflects the support and resistance. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's nice, you know. Um, and I remember last time I talked about, you know, red days and green days and, you know, I would freak out on the red days and everything. And <laughs> right now I'm actually looking at it as a very positive thing, <laughs> <laughs> especially right now. Especially yeah. if you can buy puts and, and take advantage and capitalize on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, uh, when you're trading, you don't care about which direction it moves. You just want it to move. I haven't done any puts or shorting yet, but uh, looking at it now, I'm so tempted, but I, I'm like, let me wait for this to flip over again and and see some consistent success, and then I'll do the puts, you know? Those those red days become juicy pullbacks. Right. Yeah, yeah then they look like opportunities instead of mm-hmm. panic. Exactly. Yeah. It looks like a great opportunity. <laughs> as fun as the short side is, you got to remember, too, that uh, like when you're playing the shorts, you got to be quick with those because the overall trends of markets is obviously up. It's got an upward bias yeah. by default. Mm-hmm. So the longer you stay into those, then the harder it is to, to capitalize on that. Uh, so we're I'm looking back at the chart that I think we analyzed with you. And I don't remember if we did that on the air or if that was just before the call, but I think it was Microsoft that we we're looking at. Do you remember what we uh, what we were looking for there as far as uh, testing levels? Um, I remember, you know, we drew some lines and we noticed I had, you know, a consistent like higher highs and lower mm-hmm higher lows. Uh, so it was like a bullish trend and, yep. um, and you still see that, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It still hasn't, uh, still hasn't made a new higher or lower low yet. So the trend is still intact. Yes, for sure. Also it looks like it was uh, tagging all time highs. So, uh, looks like maybe we analyzed that one correctly. <laughs> Th- yeah, that actually, uh, I've one thing that has been brought through my attention is, uh, like RSI and knowing when something's undervalued or overvalued. Mm-hmm. And that that makes a big difference, <laughs> obviously. Oversold, oversold or undersold? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the big thing with the indicators though is um, just got to be careful not to try to put too much stock into too many of them. And it, well, in any one at a given yeah, time, right? Yeah, 
a lot of times, like the best use for indicators are to scare you out of a trade, I think. Like when you're doing your analysis and there's something that you want to buy, then you flip through your indicators and then you see like, oh, maybe this is overbought. Maybe it's not quite the right time yet. Yeah. Like they work great for justifying reasons to not trade, <laughs> less so yeah. for justifying reasons to trade. Well, yeah, that, well, definitely, you know, it's a lot more accurate than guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you do any of the observation challenges that we uh, we put forth to you? Just um, sit back and watch for a week, two weeks, three weeks? I mean, you know, watching while still being involved in other stocks and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's really hard to not trade. <laughs> it is. It is. It really is. But uh, one thing I've done to change a little is um, instead of putting it, you know, in individual stocks, I've been looking at like ETFs that are, you know, bundled with just a few companies. Like, for example, SOXL. Yeah. That was a semiconductor. And it you would have doubled your money if you were gotten in in October. Right. That's a triple leverage fund. Yep. Yeah, that that's one of your favorites, isn't it, Dan? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so those those ETFs, they they'll do futures contracts. They they bundle a package of stuff, like you're saying, based on just like a narrow view of that sector. Mm -hmm. And they over leverage on the high performers. So when it goes up, it tends to go up about three times what the actual average of semiconductors is going up. Mm -hmm. It's it's wild. But yeah, if you catch like if you're looking at the regular semiconductor ETF, you're like, this is breaking out. Like, yeah, pick up the SOXL. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you want. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at the charts, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are you feeling more comfortable with the plot and your levels and, and, and applying the technical analysis to it? Is it? Oh uh, yeah. Are there any other stocks that you've been uh, seeing success with? Well, you know, it's hard to go wrong with like Microsoft, but you know, I've been kind of just sticking to like the blue chip companies and then those kind of uh, three times ETFs. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, when you look at the trends, you know, uh, one thing I've been looking at a lot recently, and for me was like a breakthrough, is um, the KDJ indicator. The KDJ. I've never even heard of Not that familiar. one. Not familiar. Yeah, you should uh, check it out. Because, uh, yeah, I'm making a note so we can put a link to it in the description. It's like looking at it, I mean, you know, it has three lines, you know, one basically a support resistance. And I mean, I'm not being completely accurate here, but, you know, it's uh, basically just, you know, gets the momentum. And if you compare it to the charts, uh, you see, you know, whenever it's flipping, that's a great time to get in and basically it gets you out before it falls hmm. and looking at it uh, uh it seems you know like seeing this you know recent crash looking at the chart i'm like it has to crash like it has to go down it's a super high rsi and you know these lines are all converging and as soon as it did you know they announced the next day oh first case of omnichrome in california uh, so <laughs> it really has me like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> mm. Some some of these things too, they they work till they don't. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm scared of, you know. <laughs> yeah, give it give it time too. Just yeah. uh, don't ever put everything all into one. No, no, no. <laughs> Price action and volume are really the two main things that you need that can inform pretty much any trade. Like those should have the highest weight. The other indicators are definitely fun. But uh, I did just throw KDJ on my trading view. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm going to start watching it. I think it's worth taking a look at. Yeah. New yeah. indicators are fun. Well, shit. All right. Sounds like we maybe helped you out a little bit then, huh? Oh, no, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good to know. You got any uh, big questions written written down or that burning in your mind that you'd like to ask? Uh, big questions right now? Probably not. Because right now, <laughs> it feels like <laughs> such a good time. Right. You know? Hey, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, I've cap I've like uh, capitalized on what you guys told me and really just been using that. And um that's it makes awesome sense. to hear. Yeah, it makes sense. Love hearing that. Makes it all worth it. You know, I, before I was just focused on, you know, what the news was saying and really it has nothing to do. Yeah. Isn't that wild? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and now you start looking at the news and you're like, mm, like I see when the, the Omicron variant thing was starting to pop up and I see these stories popping up saying that, that it's time to buy the dip. Now's the time to grab it. Get it. Oh, it's cheap. Like, I don't think that's the right answer. I think yeah. that's, I think that's other people, the people with money wanting to sell and they're trying to drum up interest to tell to somebody because you need someone to sell it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It may, it's like all manipulation. <laughs> yeah, um, what was the one we talked about last episode, Dan? Snapchat. Somebody had a price target on it of $76. Like, uh, where did you get 76 from? Peloton. <laughs> oh, Peloton. Peloton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, $76. Like, where did I get $76? <laughs> There's nothing that supports like, that level. I got it from the dartboard when I threw the dart and it hit 76. <laughs> like, this looks like it's still going down. Why? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and you notice that, you know, they give so much importance to, like, any comments that, you know, show up on the news. Like, you know, Powell the other day spoke. As soon as he opened his mouth, everything fell, you know? Well, that happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Powell used to be a dove, too, and I'm not sure what's going on now. No, well, he said they decided to be a hawk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's uh, what's planned for next year, then? Oh, next year? Yeah. I'm probably going to definitely get more into options but i want to be very careful because i don't want to you know, <laughs> lose contract money but uh it is a great way you know to gain a lot of profit without having to put down a lot at all you know yeah the the biggest problem with options is you have to be right on in the time frame too like it's not just enough to get the, the direction correct you have to do it fast enough to overcome time decay yeah, yeah. so it's kind of double-edged there but if you arm yourself if you get really good at uh, picking the you know reading the support and resistance levels and and the breakouts and uh, they can definitely really help in in leveraging like you said a small amount of money into a much larger oversized return uh, one thing that you could look at doing is just opening up a separate account just for options Okay. As that way you can put uh, like a set amount that you're comfortable, you know, learning with because that's really what you're going to be doing. Oh yeah. And then that way it prevents you from putting the, you know, your main account at risk. That makes sense. You know, like getting mm-hmm. emotional and, and before you know it, you lost more than you ever got. You know? Right. Yeah. Cause you don't want to start chasing losses. This is basically you paying your tuition to, to learn how they trade. Right. Yep. Yep. I've, uh, I've actually <laughs> used that to be a piece for myself. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That helps. Doesn't it? Yeah, and I told my friends too. I was like, you know, he's freaking out. I'm like, calm down. You know, <laughs> you're learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as you take something away from it. Yeah, you're just paying your dues. I can't wait for uh, you know, to see a big turnaround and actually make profit. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna contact you guys and be like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I've often said to Kyle like, I wish we'd learned all this stuff right before COVID hit. You know, oh god! I know. You, you right. identify that bottom and you jump in with your cash. Like that's the time to do it. And now we're seeing a pullback correction. Wait, I don't know when the bottom's going to happen, but I know I'll be able to watch and identify the bottom. Like, right. Oh look, higher highs and higher lows. We're back at it, boys. Come on, jump in. <laughs> jump jump in. Just throwing cash at the monitor. <laughs> try the try the KDJ. You know, look at the weekly chart, and I mean, it looks like it doesn't fail. Like it kind of waits for you know the volume to go up. It waits for to see real momentum and then the lines converge and then you're like, all right, it's time to uh, get in. KDJ. Yeah. I'm looking at a, at a user one. They've got a bunch on trading view, but one has a few thousand people subscribed. Uh, the one by I am altcoin. Yeah. All right, let's try that and see. So AMD is still green, $15 <laughs> below its high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course the weekly will look very different than, you know, the daily. No, that's what I'm doing. Well, the thing I'm wondering, because a lot of indicators, when you're looking in the past, they're perfect, right? Ah. 
But the yep. question is, is like, I want to see this as I'm watching the chart develop, right? Mm-hmm. Because it it's going to go red, at, you know, after it's, it's, they call it lagging indicators, right? Uh, it's going to go red after it's gone red. Uh, the question is, if I'm looking at it on the hourly, how many, fa- you know, how many fake outs would it give me? Like, it's, it's yeah. never as simple as like, it's red, sell, it's green, right. buy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I, so, uh, I love a new indicator and I'm absolutely, it's on my chart. I'm going to be watching it. Uh, but, but that's, those are, those are my questions is, is how can I use this to inform my trade in the moment while the market's open? Yep. Uh, I've, I've tried to watch it too. Like, um, you know, I know I can't really do it at work and that's another reason you know, I do swing trading. Cause I was trying to do day trading and I will catch myself driving to work, staring at my phone. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like, let, me, let, me, let me go to the bathroom and like, yeah, pretend yeah. not to use the bathroom just so I can check what's going on and sell if I need to. <laughs> uh, he's on anesthesia. He won't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah, sometimes it's like man can everyone just leave me for a second so i can check this <laughs> uh, no, right, right. i know oh the worst is when you like miss an exit because you're having to actually oh, do work yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's horrible mm-hmm. yeah that really annoys me <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks so much for uh coming back dr g i'm so so beside myself excited to to hear you doing well uh, off of uh, learning a little bit of technical analysis. This, that's just uh, warms my heart. Me too. No, thank you guys a lot. Like, man, for taking the time to reach out and everything. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. Just glad we didn't waste your time. <laughs> no, you didn't. No. <laughs> I've gotten people to listen to the podcast and, you know, you know, spread it out to friends and all that. Oh, oh we need to get you. Uh, we got some new mugs and uh, swag too. So we'll, we'll try to get yeah. you some more stuff so you can get to some of those guys you got listening to. Nice. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you got it. All right. And you're out of here. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Kyle, it's been a long year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it has. Are you we- sad it's over? Because I kind of, I'm not sure how to feel. I mean, it's been like one of the greatest years as far as trading goes. Yeah. But we- it also came with all that other baggage that we will not name. I, I'm not sad to see it go, but I'm really, really pleased that uh, I lived it and that uh, we, we've made such developments this year. And I, I hope all the listeners out there have been able to, to grow and develop themselves along with us because it's really, I mean, we're getting to a really good place here with training. I think more than anything, I'm excited for next year. Yeah, me too. Me too. Ben, do you want to, I've been giving this a little thought and I actually think that it would really be Kind of, kind of cool if you ended it with the rendition of Altsin Lang. Oh yeah. How, how do you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, like a serious I, one. Like no more, no spoofs. Like just a heartfelt version of it. I don't know that song. I've, I've never even heard of it. Uh, it's the one they always sing at New Year's. Mm. And old acquaintance be forgot. Sounds like you know it. Uh, I can't sing. I've, <laughs> I've never heard that song before in my life, Kyle. I, I feel like you're foiling me. <laughs> Consider yourself foiled, sir. All right, everybody. Old Lang Son or whatever you, ever you call it. Uh, it's just not as fun to sing when you're trying to be serious. Uh-uh. Uh, Can I at least play the really drunk version instead of the serious version? Sure. Woo-hoo! What's the drunk version? <laughs> it's just the version I got shit-faced before I sang. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so much you, for the sincere. <laughs> you know, like everybody does at New Year's. Come on, it's authentic. All right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Make sure you're listening to this when you're really ripped. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to sound better. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old lang syne? For old lang syne We'll take a cup of kindness yet For days of old lang syne We're really glad that you stuck with us through this year, and we're we're looking forward to great things to come. Uh, hope hope everything went really well for you this holiday season, and uh, here's to a fantastic January. Happy trading, folks. Here's the 2020. Two. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Fuck 2020. Fuck 2020. <laughs> that year never happened. It never happened, Kyle. Strike it from the record. I was referring to hindsight. Oh. <laughs> Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.